boom. We're live, guys. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. There's lots of room. Come up front. Don't be shy. We're ready to go. Mike, you in the front row today? I'm in the front of the stage, man. Absolutely. I'm not going to be shy today. Brad, where, are you, where, where uh, in the world are you today? Oh, I am where I have been for quite a long time. It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, okay. Used right, to be least... a lot of other places uh, every month, but uh, right now, above my garage in my home office is where I'm at. No trips to the I was yesterday, Brad? <laughs> Go ahead and brag, Josh. Where were you? I was visiting Brad's alma mater. Were you? Yeah. yeah. You went to UPenn, right? UPenn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we were checking out uh, the campus with my son and my family as a, as a possible candidate. But my son is a, is a competitive rower. They have a pretty competitive rowing team. So, yeah. Now they uh, yeah they've done an amazing job with the build out and growth of that whole uh, that school and the the Wharton program has just expanded rapidly. I mean, it's they've taken over West Philadelphia there, changed the whole that- landscape. Do you think that because they're such a big and well-known brand that they're able to leverage a virtual assistant network? <laughs> you know, funny, I just got asked to do, I haven't done a lot of content, but I, um, I got asked to do the Wharton DC club of, uh, the Wharton club of DC, Washington DC just did a, uh, a deal. And I went on and spoke to, to the whole Wharton kind of alumni and, and group. And it's, it's something, you know, everybody's looking at and embracing. Uh, there's a lot of people that have been thinking about it for years and finally are starting to kind of jump into that arena. That's awesome. But, hey, uh, Josh, I just want to point out before we get into the intros and things that, you know, Brad has been featured on uh, Inc. Magazine, Wall Street Business Network. He's even been on the cover of Small Business Magazine. Have you ever been on the cover of Small Business Magazine, Josh? I have not, Mike. How about yourself? Uh, well, maybe, but I, I picture you more like maybe on the cover of the Rolling Stone kind of a guy, you know, but. You know what? Uh, actually, I have been featured in a couple of articles, but they were about 20 years ago with the okay. Post. You know, I've aged a little since then, <laughs> gotten a little grayer. But no, I'm not as famous or popular as Brad, and it is an honor to have you here. I mean, he is a big time speaker, as yeah. we know, with the Entrepreneurs Network and so forth. He is, and we'll we'll get so let's let's get into the show, and uh, we'll come back and introduce Brad in a minute. But uh, yeah, we're super excited. This is. Uh, this is one of the more exciting shows that we've done. I, I'm really looking forward to it. And that's because Brad has impacted my life and our lives personally with what we've learned from him. He's, he's really been a mentor to us. Uh, and we do a lot of mentoring, but we in turn like having good mentors for ourselves. So welcome to Distributors Helping Distributors. Today, we're going to talk about redefining how work gets done, automating and delegating with outsourcing virtual assistants and tech tools. I'm here with my partner, Josh Fry from the Swag Coach and our guest, Brad Stevens. I want to encourage everybody to start putting your, your, uh, your wins, your celebrations of the wins into the, uh, into the Q&A. So in the question and answer, look down at the bottom and, uh, and start giving us uh, some good vibes. Let us know what has happened that's been positive since the last time we met for the, for the last show. So let's celebrate the wins. Uh, Today's show really gets to the uh, the philosophy or the pillar of, uh, you know, how we work here at the Swag Coach. You know, we, uh, our what we do is, as Swag Coaches, we empower promotional products distributors to quickly 
scale their revenues and their margins using the same strategies that we use in our own book of business so that you know, distributors can enjoy financial security and, and the lifestyle that they want. What we're learning today helps us to actually do that. You know, we have decided, Josh and I decided on our, the lifestyle that we want, and we've worked hard to build a business around that. Uh, we work from home. We can work from the road. Uh, we travel with our families a lot during the year, and we really prioritize our lives around what we enjoy, and we let the, the business support that. Uh, the key to doing that is knowing what is our unique ability and outsource everything else. So we try to outsource literally everything that is not the highest value use of our time. Uh, there's only a handful of things I could say that I'm really, really good at and that I also enjoy doing. And my goal is to spend 100% of my time on those activities. And I think the same, I know the same is true for Josh. So these distributors helping distributors sessions, we do them twice a month. They are free. The price of admissions is that you participate. So Again, uh, go into the, the Q&A uh, versus the chat. If you do the Q&A, it's a little bit easier for us to manage uh, the queue. But go into the Q&A and uh, give us questions for, for Brad or for Josh and, uh, and start out now by celebrating the wins. Tell us some th good things that have happened. Josh and I also lead a program for elite promotional products distributors, or at least those who aspire to join the, the elite. It's called Small Group Coaching. Uh, these are mastermind sessions, peer-to-peer -peer learning. It's all about strategic growth. It's led by multi-million dollar frontline distributors. Uh, and we actually have, Josh, we've got, as Josh knows, we've got several other million dollar distributors in the program uh, already. And the philosophy we teach allows Josh and me to help and compete with and win versus anybody in, in the industry. So uh, today's show and in our small group coaching sessions, we're going to try to share that with you. If you want, we'll talk about that more, the small group coaching at the end of this show, but you can also check us out at theswagcoach.com. With that uh, in line, Josh, why don't you uh, help us celebrate the wins? Uh, talk about what's, uh, what has, has happened positively. Absolutely, Mike. Well, first off, I'd like to welcome you, Mike. It's great to see you again after a couple of weeks. And again, I want to take a second to thank Brad for taking the time and joining us today. I think that you know one of the things we're trying to do here with distributors, helping distributors, is give you all access to some of the amazing resources and speakers that Mike and I have seen over the years, and, and Brad would be at the top of the list. And you know, for me, as you were saying, Mike, you know, this idea of outsourcing is something that I live live by it is absolutely how i run my business and run my life especially when it comes to selling promotional merchandise and it's only because i used to do everything myself so i'm much happier with the outsourcing and leveraging uh, these types of networks that brad's going to talk about but in terms of the win i wanted to share that uh, mike we landed our uh, 16th participant in small group coaching and i think that uh, that is a huge win for us uh, we're I believe changing lives, making a difference, and uh, I'm starting to see, even through some of these wins that are getting posted from some of our participants, people are starting to get back on track. So it's been a here, bit tough with COVID, but here we are. So Here we, here we go. Uh, a couple of small group coaching uh, members at the, the four. Paul Zafran, a $35,000 hard good order for a manufacturing company. Way to go, Paul. Uh, awesome. Mike Phillips, $121,000 of non-PPE products. So fantastic. Kathy Timms, $24,000 for a local nonprofit. Uh, Lynn DeVivier, uh, over $35,000 of, uh, Josh, what's a WFH dropship? Work from home? 
Come on, man. Yeah, that's right. I got to get with it. Work from home, drop <laughs> no, ship. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, drop ship kit. So uh, since COVID, she signed an MSA for a large client to be an exclusive swag supplier. Evelyn Flynn down in the bayou. Evelyn. Uh, working with an artist to set up a company store. Also got registered and approved for Sam sam.gov way to go evelyn nice work awesome Good job guys this is really exciting we're starting to see a lot of movement we talked to a lot of distributors around the country in between the shows and i can tell you that you know we are seeing a pickup in activity and there's a lot of non-ppe work that's going so good for you guys way to go awesome congrats everybody one week those sales are profitable exactly exactly so let's roll into the, into the topic for today and we'll start out with a poll let me go ahead and put this poll up and then this is going to help Brad. So first question is, do you use virtual assistants in your business? No, yes, or what's a virtual assistant? So help us. <laughs> you like That's that, Josh? I, I like the third one the best. It's good. It's good. And I get it because I didn't know what one was before I talked to Brad. <laughs> good stuff. So, good stuff. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's looking like, uh, what do we have? Probably uh, two-thirds here, uh, 67%. Like, no. Actually, interestingly, 19% said yes, they're using so That's uh, that's a, a surprise. And 14% flat out, what what is a VA? Thank you. So, what is that? Uh, 77. That's about 80, 80 plus percent, you know, of course, are not using VAs. So, okay. Let's do one more because uh, I think this will come up. What is your comfort level in letting go of control, uh, you know, in, within the context of your business? Uh, so how comfortable are you just letting go of control? So zero, no way, control freak. I want it done right. I'll do it myself. Uh, all the way down to five is like, yep, I want to free up my time and grow my business. Where do you fall on that scale? Uh, Mike, how where do you fall are you? in? You know, uh, I think it's a, I, I certainly fall higher on the scale. I'm probably, I'm going to give myself a four, uh, four or five. It's, it's a battle. Like uh, there are things that I want to do and I have to literally remind myself, I was like, Hey, turn it over. And every time I do turn it over, uh, I'm glad I did. You know, it's, it's a, it's an internal battle of things, but, uh, and I think Brad will probably get to this and talk about this today. And I've, I've learned a lot from Brad on this topic. So yeah. Yeah. I strive hey, I, to, I strive to be a five. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I strive to be a five too. And Brad, I definitely want uh, to pick your brain a little bit about this because um, I'm guessing there are a lot of people on this call like me who are obsessed with taking care of their customers and the feelings if I don't do it myself, it's not going to get done right. And finding that balance because we could spend all day servicing our customers and not really growing our business. And so, you know, as independent entrepreneurs, there's always the fear of missing out, fear of going out of business, fear of whatever. And kind of getting over that mindset to be able to kind of release or let go of some of the items in your in your business that aren't really helping you scale. That's I want yeah. to dig into that a little bit. So okay, so yeah, I mean, uh, look, at the, uh, I think we've got the right audience today, right? So um, it looks like you know what is that uh, 30, 57, 60 percent, you know, are like you know uh, near the upper end of the scale. Yeah, they're they're ready to to free up their time. Uh, and, uh, and and try to grow, right? So use this to grow. So I'm gonna stop sharing our sharing the screen. Um, so let's introduce Brad. Who 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 is Brad? And then we're gonna we will uh, we'll start with some questions. 
So Brad Stevens is a career entrepreneur. He's the CEO of Outsource Access, an offshore virtual assistant and outsourcing firm in the Philippines. Uh, I knew Brad before he started his company, and it's been unbelievable to watch what he has done. Uh, he has grown this to, uh, well, we had our notes said over 100 staff in, in, in about a year, uh, and you serve small businesses worldwide. But uh, I think you just said before we start here, you're a 160 plus you have to update update my bio. I keep forgetting each, each month. <laughs> They're adding so, about twenty to twenty five a month. So, so yeah. So Brad really he he really walks the walk. He's going to share with us some of the stories, the things that he does uh, in terms of using, using VAs. He's he's very creative uh, about that. Brad's a global keynote speaker. It, literally speaking, all over the world. Uh, he shared the stage with icons including John Maxwell, uh, Deepak Chopra. Uh, he's advised business and civic leaders, including Martin Luther King the third. Uh, he has had a documentary film featuring his business run and uh, was selected to run a think tank of economic growth and decent work for all at the United Nations. And like I said, at the start of the show, he's been featured in several magazines and on the cover of small business magazines. So, wow, we're excited. Brad, welcome. Glad to have you. So, tell us, uh, how has this affected how has the whole pandemic uh, and this, the shutdown affected your business? Because you, you know, we're try every time I talk to you, you're in the Philippines or in Europe. I mean, you're all over the place, and uh, this has changed what you're doing, how you're speaking. How's it affected you, and how have you pivoted? Yeah, no, well, um, no, thanks, guys. Pleasure to be on here. And as you've seen, I mean, I'm, you know, speaking isn't even really kind of my core revenue driver in my business. I just, I, I, I love doing it. I love sharing this right. message and just this has a true life changing impact on small to medium business owners when they really get and, and, and embrace this whole world. Um, and anybody, honestly, from a professional standpoint, because this is where everything is going. This isn't a short term tip or trick. Like this is where everything is moving and those that get it and embrace it are, are, are going to be able to be leaps and bounds kind of beyond their, their peers. Um, and particularly in the industry we're talking about with distributors. I mean, a lot of people that are, that don't, that aren't embracing this and it's more fractured and those that do can just smoke their competition. And I've seen that happen many a times in these kind of, you know, kind of industries. Um, and I want to be clear too, so that the audience knows they've got, got this framed up correctly, but yeah, you're, you're not a professional speaker. You do a lot of speaking. So I guess you could qualify as a professional speaker, but that's, as you said, that's yeah. not your business. Your business, uh, your revenue is from helping to, you provide, Secure and provide, uh, uh, well, I'll let you describe it. I'll, you can do it better than yeah. me. So what, what, what Wait, actually is a, a core business, right? Yeah, and if you want to, I mean, I'll kind of give a little bit of a backdrop that kind of led to sort of yeah. how I kind of got into it, right? I mean, it's, it's also a, a journey here. of, um, because I mean, I think it, you know, maybe similar with some of the journey that others are kind of navigating and never thought I'd be in this business, frankly, back <laughs> back 10 years ago. Um, but, you know, as you said, I've been a lifetime entrepreneur for 20 years and built companies in different industries. And in my last business, product-based business, we ended up having a disaster happen. Cash got tight and I had to figure out how to get lean. Um, kind of what everybody's dealing with COVID right now. I had my COVID <laughs> a number of years ago in my last business. Um, we actually had teeth whitening products we shipped all over and the manufacturer changed one of the components and it caused the gel to react. And they had these teeth whitening pins blowing up all over the world um, in our customers' pockets and on purses and on shelves and you know, that, that was my disaster at the moment. And, um, but it, honestly, you know, we all know those disasters. Can they, you turn them into, into a positive experience. And so it forced me to learn how to do this whole world that I've learned today. Um, and so learn how to do outsourcing and VAs and, you know, anybody on here may be familiar with platforms like, you know, Upwork and Fiverr. Um, just really understand what is that world? How do you embrace it? How do you actually make it work for you? Not as kind of like a tip or a trick or a hobby, but something that you fundamentally integrate into, into your business. So 
had to kind of force to learn how to do it. And I used that knowledge to save that business. And based on that, um, I just developed a huge passion for it. The impact it had for me in that company. So launched, I decided to launch a business um, around it. And so the first phase of launching that company was more before I launched outsource access and actually providing VAs as a service. I spent a lot of time just, just learning and, and spent a lot of time with companies um, and understanding what their constraints are, what they're dealing with. Um, and so I do these deep dive four hour workshops with companies and, and individual owners, solopreneurs up to, you know, multi-person management teams and here, and I just kept hearing the same recurring thing over and over again. Can't get it all done. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. There's not enough knowledge to go around and I'm paddling to keep my head above water. Um, and then, so then I had kind of a lot of referral relationships. I would just kind of refer people to and kind of serve as a broker and refer to different outsourcing companies that I knew. And then I just saw there was just a niche to do it differently and to see what I saw were some of the failure points of the whole, to really get, for me, it's, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't work with kind of large corporations. It's more the small to medium business. Cause for me, that's the lifeblood of our economy. And it's 95% of our economy is the small to medium business owner. Mm -hmm. And if you can help them impact and, and navigate and, and make their dollar stretch, um, you have a bigger impact. So that's the side of where to focus. And, um, and so that's where I saw the niche was, is there's in all small to medium businesses, there's all this layers of administrative and operational and marketing kind of clutter. That's either a, not a good use of the owner's time or the key management time um, or things that they want to be doing that they can't get to. I've been meaning to overhaul my website. I've been meaning to do a brochure. I've been meaning to reach out and launch this new market. Um, and so both of those combined leads to a lot of things not getting kind of executed. And so I decided to fill that niche servicing, particularly small to medium businesses and, um, and started with my own VA. It was from my own experience. You know, I'd been outsourcing for years and, and I start, I got this one VA in the Philippines. So I thought was going to maybe do a little bit of email management, maybe do a little research here and there and was blown away by the competency. You know, I had a lot of probably what a lot of people have here is I call DFCs, doubt, fears, and concerns about, you know, what about this whole outsourcing thing? What about time zones? What about language? What about competency? What about security? You know, can I trust and so forth? And, um, and just the more I started using it, I was blown away by the competency, the ability. Um, fast forward, guys, believe it or not, I mean, several years later, that girl who I hired at 23 years old is now my VP of operations over 160 staff with a 27-person management team. Um, wow. Wow. So, and so it just, it was like stumbling across That's, something that no people didn't have, knew existed. Um, so, so you mentioned, Brad, uh, uh, I heard you talk about this before, and you just mentioned that uh, this lady is, uh, wh what's her name? J-Cell. J-Cell. So J-Cell is, is located in the Philippines. Um, where, what led you to the Philippines? I mean, obviously, you can, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's freelancers, there's, there's work, uh, people you know, all around the world. What, what's so special about the Philippines? I mean, it's 12 hours. The first thing I think of is there's a 12 hour time difference, right? That makes it even harder. It's so like, uh, yeah. what about language, culture? Why the Philippines? Yeah. So when I first started doing sort of, when I was talking about that situation, I dealt my last business, mm -hmm. the first type of outsourcing I did is what I called sort of tactical skill-based stuff, right? Which was one-off things. And we'd find people on these, on these gig platforms to do a website right. or to, or to data scrape or to do graphic design or to manage LinkedIn or what have you. But I didn't have somebody that would kind of I never kind of outsourced somebody plugging in and actually becoming like a, a staff, kind of a part of my team. Um, and because of those same concerns, right? And because um, a lot of these other people in these gig platforms are in different countries, and I knew there was language barriers and so forth. Um, and somebody told me about the Philippines and what people don't realize is the Philippines and Southeast Asia is quite different is that the United States actually controlled the Philippines up until like 1947 or so. Um, so they have a complete American education system, Americanized culture there. Um, 
you know, English is their second language. All the street signs are in English, but they're a hardworking, driven, disciplined culture. Um, but minimum wage is still one U.S. dollar over there. Um, so, I mean, you can pay people three, four, five times that. They're making more money they've ever made in their life. Um, and it's a, you know, win for the business owner and entrepreneur to get that kind of a resource at an affordable rate. Um, and I mean, four-year college degrees. I mean, JCL, who I hired, and most all of the VAs that we recruit all have, I mean, four-year college degrees in, you know, in most cases. So they're sharp, driven, um, good communicators. And, you know, there's economic in, you know, difference from a currency standpoint that uh, makes it affordable. So I'm just curious, you know, for, so for our businesses, you know, a lot of us being independent, a lot of us may not even have uh, employees or have to manage other people. Any best practices around, I mean, you're dealing with someone that's not, that's not even under your roof, right? How do you communicate with them to get some of the projects done in a way that is clear, effective, and so forth? I know it may sound kind of rudimentary, but at the end of the day, we're hiring these people to, to help us scale our business. So we need to make sure and feel confident they're going to get the, the tasks done. Is there yeah. any sort of. Yeah. But you guys know, know, well, I'm one of the biggest proponents of, uh, of like screencasting technology. And uh, that's one of the, that's again, one of those DFCs doubt fears and concerns is people like, well, Hey, I don't even know what I would have this person do in some cases. I'm not sure what they're capable of. And then furthermore, how do I get stuff out of my brain, right? If I got to do a, you know, a Skype session and screen share, do I have to bullet point out a bunch of processes, I'm telling you, if nobody else takes anything away from this, this whole session together is, um, is a tool called Screencast-O-Matic. Um, there's another one called Loom. Some of you may be familiar. But at the end of the day, it allows you to download a little software. I mean, there, there's free versions uh, of each of these. Um, and all you do is click a button and you kind of show on your, on your screen what you want to record. And it records your screen, your voice, and your mouse. Um, so you basically pop it up and you can just start talking and navigate with your mouse. It puts a little yellow circle around your mouse so you can communicate whatever you want done, whether it's you want them to data scrape a list of leads and prospects. Uh, you're showing them how to log into your LinkedIn account and do outreach and connection management for you. Um, you're giving them feedback on, on a, you know, a graphic design piece that you want to done that's not quite right. Well, most people will take a screenshot of it and try and do arrows and text boxes and explain it all. The screencasting, boom, you just click a button, you narrate it and say, hey, you know what, Josh, um, you did a great job on this, but you know, see this color blue, I don't like that. You see this website, because it's literally showing what's on your screen, you can quickly show and explain it. So the, the nuances, that you'll explain things with the nuances of your voice that you will be lazy about as an individual if you had to type and bullet point stuff out. So it's game changing. So like with our clients, we won't even let them interview VAs until they have shown us that they can download and send us a sample of a screencast back because it is that much a definer you know, of success. Um, and then you can use it in tons of other ways. I mean, obviously communicating with VAs and, and giving feedback on projects of what you're wanting done. Um, but a lot of you, I mean, probably a lot of distributors do proposals, right? You know, they have a conversation with somebody, they figure out the number of pieces that they want. They come up with a couple of different ideas. They email them over in a 92 page PDF with 400 different products and price points on it. And they say, Hey Jane, great chatting with you on the phone. Here's a bunch of examples of ideas I put together. Let me know when you have a time to chat and we can follow up and discuss project. Okay. Two problems with that, right? One is, is now there's a PDF that Jane has to then open and digest, right? So a cool thing of using like screencasting is before you set proposal level, pop it up on your screen, click screencast-o-matic. You can even show your, your face down on the bottom, just like we're doing on zoom. You, it gives an option to show your face and you say, Hey, Josh, you're over at Swag Coach. Great talking to you. I just want to give you a quick narration and run through this quote and proposal. This is what this means. This is what this means. Don't worry about this line item, right? We always give you that deposit back, right? You can, explain and narrate that then when you send that proposal over you attach it and say hey jane see attached a sales proposal but click here as i give you a personal video tour right two things about that it's cool one 
A, she's going to consume that video way faster than she's going to open up and manually scan that PDF. Okay. Second thing, and this is nuanced. Cool. Yeah. You're controlling the consumption of that proposal, right? Mm -hmm. So when you open it up, you're walking it through it and you're getting them and you're adding your nuance and you know the typical objections that you hear, the issues and so forth. Like, you know, we were talking about doing, you know, Bluetooth speakers and let me tell you, this one right here, I kind of like better. You know, we we're talking about your logo it could fit better in this spot. This is that little spot right there. It could fit better, right? It's those little nuances you can explain as you run through that PDF that now that person is a, they're kind of like, that's kind of disruptive and different. That's so a, you get points for being different. B, you're having your face narrated, and then you, your next call with them is about closing the deal, not doing a deadlift of going through that PDF from scratch. You've already pre-wired it, pre-addressed some of the, the, the objections that you're going to hear, and narrate the process. So anyway, you can tell I love that tool. It's very helpful in a couple different ways. The second thing I'll just share real quick as far as another that. tool. That was a, by the way, that was a great example. Thank you. I, and, and I'm you, that's one, I use that basically every day now i've got the va uh the va one of our vas in the philippines i use uh screencast-o-matic which is the tool uh she actually uses loom going back yeah. i guess because that's free and i pay for the other one but it is just it makes allows us to interact we can show our faces it's very it just seems very personal uh and it just accelerates communications and clarity around things we're doing it really personalizes it as if we are kind of you know in an office together and it breaks down that time and distance barrier yeah, so just to clarify, it's Screencast-O-Matic, right? Yes, yeah. Screencast-O-Matic is as easy, as use, easy to use as Zoom, which everybody is using right now. So if you're yeah. on this call, you can use it. Yeah. I was going to put the links in here for you guys if you want to take a look at it. Loom is and the it, other, L-O-O-M. It's L-O-O-M dot, dot U-S, I think, is the other one. And there's another okay. one called Vid, yeah. Vidyard um, that some people use. But the, the one nuance is different, though. People say, well, how is that different than Zoom, right? Well, the thing is, is that with Zoom, if you wanted to record a re review of that, you got to record it, right? Save the video file down and mm -hmm. so forth. With this, you just click, you record, and as soon as you're done, now what's cool is you have the ability to save that video if you want, right? Or you can just click a little link and it'll upload it and create a link and host it on Screencast-O-Matic. And they don't have to download any software to review it. They just kind of watch it. Um, but that's a, a critical tool that we use, and I've seen it in play. I mean, with all of our clients back and forth, I mean, the amount of stuff that gets done so much faster and more accurate because of using that tool is significant. And that's actually something worth pointing out, Mike. You know, like in our business, the more, look, the more successful you, successful you are, the more transactions you're doing. And unless you've got, even if you've got company stores and things like that. So the ability to keep the pace going, at a, you know, the, the more, the faster you can go, but capture those details, the more volume you can do. And so well, leveraging tools like this is, you know. Like what you're describing too, with a promotional products distributor, you could actually not only walk someone through a proposal, but also, you know, display a, display a product, you know, bring it up and show them, you know, products and, and, and explain what you're actually talking about. But like you said, when you're done, you can just click a button it, it said you hit done and then you click a link and it gives you a quick link while it uploads it in the cloud and you just copy that or paste that link into your email and send it go. And if you're so, communicating internally, like with your, with your point person, right. That you're trying to give feedback about an order for a client. It's another great tool for that. Right. I mean, any kind of internal communication, I mean, client facing, but then internally, if you've got a business partner or an idea, I mean, I got a new business model. I was working on with, a, with a, another kind of business partner. And so I put together a financial model for it, did the forecast, and then I popped up screencast and kind of walked through the whole thing and showed him, hey, here's what the model is. I double clicked on the formula so he could see them. So he could watch it, watch it multiple times. Then we have our phone call, right? It's a much more efficient, productive dialogue because I pre-wired it. 
you know, with that, with that screencast. So you had two points, Brad, you said the screencast-matic and then there's uh, another tool. Yeah, another tool and, and some of you may be using is, a, is an automatic kind of a appointment booking tool. Um, so I use Calendly uh, is the tool that, that I use um, for, for appointment booking. Um, again, again, if you take nothing else from this, but Calendly and Screencast-O-Matic, it'll change kind of your world. Uh, so, so for those of you not using it, nothing frustrates me more when someone does any outreach to me and they're like, hey, Brad, you know, this is what we sell. Um, could you find a time that it'd be a good time for us to chat for you to sell me something, right? So now I got to go to my calendar, go look up times and go send you bullet points of times that I'm available and we play this game back and forth. And with a tool like Calendly, um, there's a free version and there's like a paid version that's 10 bucks a month. Um, and basically you download it, it syncs to your calendar and then you create little links based on whatever time links you want for the meetings, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, so if Josh, you and I were going back and forth on a, on a, on a project, I just email it to you, Josh, and say, hey, Josh, look forward to connecting, you know, click below if you want to see a fine time that's convenient in my calendar. Then you click on it, it pops up, shows which days, you click on it, you choose a date and time, um, they books, you put your phone number in. And so two things, one is, increases your likelihood of someone to book a call with you dramatically. And I, and I saw this with a company that was uh, email blasting school principals that does websites, right? And they just email blasted school principals because they build websites for schools. And they got a very low rate of, of appointments because they're like, hey, you know, reply back if there's a time we can connect. The next time they did it, they used an automatic appointment booking tool and had a 10x increase in the number of sales appointments because it wasn't the principals weren't, I mean, most schools have not good websites. They just didn't have time to go look in their calendar and send back times they could talk. So a 10x increase. Um, so A, they're more likely to book with you. And then secondly, when they do book, it automatically loads in their calendar, right? So it's not they're going to miss the call. They put their phone number in. It automatically sends them a text message reminder before the call. And if you want, there's an opportunity to send content ahead of time that you can set up on the link. So when someone books, if you book with me next Wednesday, Josh, and I'm going to talk to you about what I do. We use it in our business. I have a video that I want people to watch about VAs where I answer all the questions about outsourcing and time zones and what I call all the same 20 minutes I spend on every first phone call. It automatically sends them a message via Calendly that says, hey, make sure you check out this video before our call. Or, or you could send a video testimonial or send a link to a PDF or brochure. But it just, it automates the process so much. Um, increases your, your booking rate and show rate for the content. Let me ask you a question. When you, uh, when people book those calls with you and you kick back the watch this video, you can look at the statistics on who's watched the video, right? Using Vimeo or one of those tools. Is that right? Yeah. Depending on which one you want to use. I mean, Vidyard does it. Um, uh, Vimeo, if you actually upload the video and, and host it. What, what percentage of the people roughly actually watch the video? Do you know? Do you track that? Uh, Based on calls, and I haven't looked at the stats lately, but I'd say I'd say seventy percent. Um, wow! Because we kind of make it, and I'm kind of in a place where it helps to pre-filter for me people that are serious about wanting VAs. Because if you don't have time to sit and kind of watch this, you're not serious enough about it. So mm. it's a bit of a filtering mechanism for me. And the feedback I get every time, because for us, okay, and the one that I use on my side, it's a 25-minute video, right? It's a little longer. Right, but what I'm selling isn't like a, a, a copy machine. This is something new, it's different. People ought to have a concerns and I've heard other people have done it, they've been successful and others that it's failed. So I gotta pre-address all those DFCs, right? So I very intentionally, and I think the best marketing is when you have copy that enters the conversation already going on in the person's head. When they come to my side and they're interested about VAs, they've already got preconceived notions. So that video, based on all the calls I've had in the past and speaking, I know what they're gonna have issues about, so I pre-address it. And they always tell me, they look at it and they're like, I didn't think I'd ever watch a 25 minute video, but you hooked me. And it's like, as I saw each thing, it's like all the dominoes I had about doubt, fears and concerns, you're knocking each one down. And so I just kept watching because you kept pulling me through, through the process. 
I love this idea. So, let me, you, let me, oh no, I gotta make one comment. It's so important. Can you give me one second? One comment, Mike. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So listen, so like for me, I, um, one of the things that Mike and I teach with our small group coaching is targeting a niche market, a million dollar niche as we call it. So instead of being a jack of all trades, master of none, we target a specific vertical plug-in products and services to that market, okay? So I'll give you an example. I target residential property management companies. These are businesses that utilize you know, promotional merchandise for their apartments, okay? We sell them company stores. I'm trying to get people on the call to do to, to pitch them on company stores. So I have a pre-recorded value prop on the benefits of company stores for property management buyers. I've never utilized the recording combined with a, uh, you know, with the Calendly or scheduling an appointment. So this is, this is great. And for those of you out there that do target a million dollar niche or a specific audience, you can do the same exact process for your, for your niche. So this is great. Anyway, so sorry, Mike. I, just wanted to share that exciting yeah, idea. Good, it's a good point. And we're getting a lot of questions about the the software, the the links for the software. So it's and how to spell it. So it's Calendly, uh, C A L E N D L Y dot com. Calendly dot com. Uh, and the other is Screencastomatic dot com. I think it's dot com, right? Uh, and uh, yeah. And so those are the those are the two sources that Brad is is talking about. So I've gotten we've got about ten questions for those. So okay, and I meant to say this at the beginning, guys, too. And, I, and with all the speaking and stuff that I do, I mean, because I cover when I do a webinar, like I cover a gazillion tools and resources and so forth. So um, for anybody that's listening, I'll pop in the chat here. If you just want to send an email um, to tools at outsourceaccess.com, that's all you got to do. You don't have to write a message or anything. Just put yeah. swag in the subject line so we kind of know sort of where it came from. And uh, I'd be happy to send you guys like a whole list of tools, pre-done templates. There's over 200 creative tools like this. Um, some pre-recorded uh, webinars that I've done that I go more in depth on all this. So I'll post that real quick uh, if you want to send that to us. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So, true. yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Um, so can you, can you give us some examples of, of things that you've done, uh, you know, business case studies for use of, of virtual assistants? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, you know, when I do this, do these webinars and that's kind of what's in there, I'll, uh, I do kind of a bunch of case studies across multiple industries and, and different functions within, you know, within business. Um, but I mean, one of the, you know, one of the categories is, is LinkedIn. You know, I mean, LinkedIn is, is one of those that a lot of people want to be using. They want to use it more effectively, but the time it takes to go in and use it and do connections and, and outreach and so forth. Um, so, I mean, I literally have a, a VA pretty much full time that lives in my LinkedIn account. Um, that's all that, that she does. Um, and one thing that, that I do, and this is kind of a creative thing in using VAs is people spam the crap out of people in LinkedIn a lot, right? They pound them, they connect and it's like, Hey, you know, saw you do so-and-so. Could we hop on a call and see if we could, you know, find time to connect with one another or, or learn more if there's a way we can you know, add value. Marketing is all education, right? It's just like what we're doing right now. You have to educate, 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 and give. So one of the things we do in LinkedIn is we've written a ton of blogs. Okay. And this is a, a kind of a process. Maybe some of you guys could replicate is, you know, and I've had a content writer, right. That, that I work with that I've outsourced and for, you know, eight bucks a piece. He writes these, um, that we've written blogs on every single topic that people have issues with when it comes to VAs, right? Similar to the video about time zones, about competency, about training, about, you know, uh, vetting about all of those different things. And I've got a Google, a Google doc where we have listed every single blog with the link in it. Right. And then we have a column called category, right? 
based on what topic is being addressed in that blog. And what I do is I have a VA go and log in under my LinkedIn account and do a couple things. One is if we're going after a particular market, um, she'll go in and like, like commercial real estate is a big market. We got a lot of VAs in commercial real estate, right? So she went in and we did an intentional outreach and we looked for people in LinkedIn that have what's called SIOR, which is a, a certain elite level of commercial real estate agents. Anybody that had that designation, connect with them. Once they agreed to connect back with us, it wasn't, hey, sorry, in commercial real estate, we do VAs, we'd love to, to share more about you. What we did was, is when she went and goes and sorts in that list and says commercial real estate blog, and it's a case study about how we've helped commercial real estate agents said, hey, John, great connecting with you. Thought I'd share real quick a blog of a fellow commercial real estate agent had great success with, with, uh, with, with VAs. They click on it, and it's a educational blog that sends them to our site, right? But once they're on our site, after 20 seconds, there's something called a welcome map that shuts down the screen that's an educational opt-in, and they put their email in, and then it puts them into a 20-part nurture email series, right? So, and all of this stuff, it's kind of what I call the nurture wheel. It's using educational content to get people to a place, engage, and then kind of stay in front of them to take them through the sales process. And that 20-part nurture sequence that we have is very intentional. It's one email sent every two days once they opt into it on our website that first is dealing with authority building. The first number of emails is all about authority building. I send, send them to links to the Inc. Magazine article that I wrote. All in the vein. I don't say, hey, brag about it. It's like, hey, thought you might find this interesting. But subconsciously, I'm authority building through those first eight to 10 emails. Uh, hey, thought I'd share real quick an opportunity I had to speak at John, with John Maxwell in a, a quick blog that we wrote about it. So I authority build. And the next set of emails is one at a time I do case studies. So it's here's the person and their problem and how we solved it. Here's the person, the problem and how we solved it. But they're the biggest thing people fail in an email marketing is they try and do too much in one email. Each one is very intentional. And then the next, next one is FAQs. And I don't have one email that covers all 14 <laughs> FAQs in one. I do one at a time. What about time zones? And then I shoot a two-minute video. So when they get that email, they see that picture of me in the video. They click on it, take some to our site, and it's a video of me addressing that, that FAQ. So basically, I'm taking through people, the DFCs, those dominoes. And by the time they see one of those emails, A, I establish authority that I know what I'm talking about. B, here's people that have used us each individually in different cases. And now I'm taking care of all the FAQs that you typically have. And by the time they go through that, they either opt out, right? And that's fine. If you opt out, then you're not a fit for what we want, right? They end up clicking because at the bottom of every single one of those emails is when they're ready, they can click to take action. Um, or they go through the whole thing, don't take action, and then they just stay on our email nurture long-term because there may be an opportunity six months from now that they kind of engage with us. Brad, can you go back to the, the start? How did you uh, convert them from uh, LinkedIn into this nurture campaign? Just doing a connection. So having a VA login, do connection outreach on LinkedIn. So identify, mm -hmm. we want to go after nothing but commercial estate agents that have this SIR right. designation. Connect with them. Once they agree to connect back with us, then it's a very specific message that says, hey, first name, right? Great connecting people. Just thought I'd share a quick case study that may be relevant for your industry. Then that takes them to a blog specifically about them and their industry. And then that, after they're there, because I don't have the right to email them yet, right? Right. I have to get them to my website. And after they're there for, I think it's 25 seconds, we have it set, right? And this is another trick. The number one best email capture, not a pop-up that pops up in the middle of the screen, because those are annoying that people subconsciously have like AOL PTSD on it, Right. Right. Is welcome maps that shut down the screen. Ironically enough, that's I what get you said. Five times yeah. conversion rate on that. So I, I use a tool called sumo.com. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what that's where I got lost. You said a welcome app that shuts down the screen. I don't know right. so no what, what you're is, saying. So if, so if you go to our website, go to outsourceaccess.com if you haven't okay. been on there. After you're on there for 20 seconds, wherever you enter the site from, 
instead of a pop-up that pops in the middle, like a lot of people have, that's right. like, put your email in to get my newsletter, right? Which people just automatically subconsciously X out of. This thing, it shuts down, basically it rolls from the top and closes the whole screen. So they're forced to pay attention to it. <laughs> and it's different. Most of them haven't seen it before. And there's two big buttons. One that says, no thanks. They click it and it rolls right back up. Or they just put their email address in and you make that be so juicy of a downloadable thing, right? And so ours right now is the survival guide to COVID-19, right? So we created a, a, mm -hmm. an ebook for it. And I mean, so relative to other opt-ins, I mean, I'm getting 22% opt-in of people that visit my site that opt-in to get that. And so it's very wow. easy for them to opt-in versus the other. So sumo.com and optinmonster.com are the two little tools that you can plug in. You put a piece of code on your site and it allows you to create that welcome mat option. And it syncs to your email marketing tool. Uh, sumo.com and optinmonster.com. If you want to put this in the chat for everybody. Um, but basically it's a way to, if you think about the sequence, I've got all these commercial real estate agents we want to go after. I'm using LinkedIn as the medium. I have a VA login under my LinkedIn account. Go connect with those people. Once they connect back, I don't spam them with, hey, let's have a sales call together. I send them a piece of educational content, get them back to my site. Once they're there for 20 seconds, then they opt in. Then they go to that 20-part nurture. And if they don't bite on that, as you guys know, I have a weekly addictive tool series email. Mm -hmm. It goes once a week. It's just a cool tool. All it is is just something neat. So they know when I show up in their inbox once a week with subject line addictive tool, it's a little endorphin <laughs> hit. It's just a win. That's great. Uh Paul Zafran is asking, who set up the nurture sequence for you and what platform did you use? Did, you know, do you write these? Do you have your VAs do it? And then what platform are you using? Yeah. So I use, um, I use Infusionsoft. Uh, they actually rebranded to, uh, they call it Keep now, K-E-A-P. Okay. Um, but it is, I mean, and there's a ton of ones out there. You don't have to do that one. I mean, it gets a little bit, it can be a little more expensive because it has a lot more complex functionality to it. I mean, you can use MailChimp. You can use um, uh, a pipe drive is a really popular one. A lot of people use it. It's very cost effective, but Infusionsoft is what we use. I've just been using it for a long time. It's just got a very good drag and drop kind of way to build uh, nurture sequences. Um, and it also lets you trigger other things. Like I can send text messages. I can trigger automated handwritten letters with a tool called thankster.com. Uh, so thankster is a platform. You can go type in what you want and they'll automatically send an actual physical letter in the mail that looks handwritten um, that you can have your logo on. So that's a part of that multi-touch sequence that we do. Um, and then as far as uh, the setup on it, um, uh, so yeah, so I have a VA, so I'll have a, uh, I'll have a high level idea of kind of the content that I'm, that I'm looking for and then have a content writer draft the content and do what I call the 85% rule. I'll let them do 85% of the heavy lifting and then I put that, my time in the last polished and do some final wordsmithing. Um, and then I have a VA log in under Infusionsoft and go and build that whole thing out. Go copy and paste all, all of the emails, put the links in and all that kind of stuff and build out that whole, that whole sequence. And I cover that in detail on one of the, the webinars that, uh, uh, that you can see on that page I'll send you guys. And, and these tools okay. that you're referring to are all in the tools at outsourceaccess.com if people email or? Yeah, if they send a tools at outsourceaccess.com, it'll go in. As you can imagine, I have a VA that goes to a special email and then she'll pop out and she'll send a, um, a link to a couple different things that we'll provide to you. It's all education you know, content. And you can actually see our exact nurture sequence if people want. So uh, what else do you use VAs? Can you give us some other examples? Uh, the case studies are the things that are most interesting. And, and I think that you include uh, – well, I'll let you, I'll let you tell me what, what are some other examples of things of ways, creative ways that people can use their, their, their VAs just to get work done, especially these small, you know, small business solopreneurs. 
Yeah, so um, so data scraping is another thing that, um, and let me let me just kind of step back. So one of the, ar the architecture I've found that's worked best is as I mentioned before, when I got into this whole outsourcing world is I had what I call these tactical people where I was managing 82 different people on Fiverr and Upwork and so forth. That became a job in and of itself, right? And I want to get a VA that can kind of plug in and become a part of the team. And so the architecture we ended up developing is you get a VA in that does a lot of work directly, but then they also kind of manage those other tactical specialized resources, right? So it kind of becomes sort of a turnkey. They become kind of the quarterback over managing those, those resources. Um, so that's how I kind of use my, our VAs and even with our clients. It's the VA does a lot of work directly, but then anytime there's a specialized one-off thing that needs to be done, like a 3D rendering or a brochure or a data scrape project, they'll kind of manage that specialized resource. So data scraping is another thing that I love doing that you can, um, again, using something like Screencast-O-Matic to explain. Um, and you guys can share as far as what people would want to gather lists of, as far as target, you know, prospects and opportunities. I mean, Josh, you said what a commercial or residential real estate was the market. Yep. Yep. Um, is you can go in and do a screencast recording, post it. Um, you can actually post this on like an Upwork or a Fiverr platform and, um, and tell people that you want to get a whole list of, of all the contacts in a particular industry, right? So if you wanted to get the, the let's say, you know, business organizations, right, that you know are kind of ones that are a good fit for, for products or a certain niche, you go in, do, do a screencast, post that job explaining, you send the Excel template that has the column headers of what you want, name, email, their LinkedIn profiles and so forth, what titles you're looking for. Um, they'll data scrape, assemble all that information, put it into that spreadsheet and send it back to you. Um, and usually it's, you know, anywhere from 15 to 20 cents a record. And so it's super targeted, rich information. Um, and you can gather them, gather whatever you want um, when they're researching uh, as far as detail. So once you gather that information, that's when you can initiate kind of what I talked about before, some of these campaigns. You get their name, their email address, their, even their physical mailing address. Then you have VAs that can execute the campaign. Go log in, execute the LinkedIn outreach. Go log in, and we have their email addresses, and do an email outreach. And the way I use Thanksgiver.com, the automated handwritten letter tool, because as we all know in marketing, it's a multi-touch thing. Some people got to see you and in front of them 8, 10, 12 times before they bite. So by the time you connected with them on LinkedIn, and maybe you send them a link to one of your educational blogs, right? You send an email to them. Those that open the email, so we don't waste our money, when we see those that have opened emails, we take that list and export, and that's the one that we upload to thanksgiver.com to send automated handwritten letters because we know they've at least opened our content and seen it, right? And then that'll have kind of another um, you know, call to action in it. Uh, so data scraping is a, another one that kind of ties into some of these other, you know, other elements um, that's really effective. And that's big for us because we do focus on what we call the million dollar niche, like with our small group coaching and, and being able to use data scraping to build a contact list, to use LinkedIn. Actually, the, the last show we did, we had an expert on LinkedIn talking about, uh, about that, about using it. Uh, Josh, I, I think you have some ideas on, on uh, that how we can use VAs with promotional products distributors. Do you want to share some of those and, and Brad can maybe weigh in as, you know, as we go through that? Yep. So go get specific, get really granular so that, yeah. you know, that, that the audience can understand, okay, this is how once they're done here, we got another, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you know, when they get off, what can they do? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and for me, this is what I'm doing, but also what, what the people on the call can, the audience can do as it relates to targeting specific buyers. Like you talked about this, you know, focusing on a specific vertical, our million dollar niche, and then going and leveraging LinkedIn, leveraging a VA to help you build out your prospect list. That's a 
you just discussed that. That's something. Um, another thing is, you know, as you're kind of sourcing, figuring out the market that you're targeting and you understand the buzzwords and kind of the language they use and what, how they use our products, you can aggregate a product catalog. And that's certainly something that a, uh, an example a piece of content that, you know, to, to put into the sequences you've described, Brad, or just in general to have and have a VA aggregate that for you. So you can come up with the products and the ideas and then boom, use Screencast-O-Matic and have a VA set it up for you. Um, a lot of times in our industry, people send us garbage art. We need to recreate the art for the job um, or do graphic design work. That's a great way to leverage a VA. Um, monthly email blast to clients and prospects. This is something utilizing a VA to kind of, again, focus on leveraging the VA to build your pipeline. Um, a CRM, you know, loading clients and prospects into a CRM and managing your database of clients and prospects. A lot of us have, I know a lot of people that are attending this call have been in the industry a long time. We've worked with hundreds, maybe thousands of customers over the course of our career. Organizing those people uh, is something that uh, VA can help you with. Uh, Brad, you talked about appointment setting and scheduling presentations, uh, another great way to leverage a VA. Um, spec sampling programs. So, you know, sometimes in our business, the product speaks for itself, especially if you can put the client's logo onto it. So a VA could easily help you aggregate where to get free spec samples or spec samples in general, and then organize that whole mailing campaign. And then something we haven't talked about, but Brad, you may want to kind of chime in here is just personal tasks. I mean, I know you utilize uh, VAs to free you up and handle some of your personal stuff so that you can really hone in on, you know, your unique abilities and, and some of that stuff. So you want to maybe share some thoughts on that? Curious. Yeah, those are all great, great, great examples. Um, uh, and yeah, it's, it's a uh, personal element is another whole nother area that you, that it, it's a part of our life, right? It's fully inter intertwined <laughs> uh, business and personal. So, I mean, um, you know, one example I was going to share um, that in addition to personal is uh you know, everybody wants to be producing more video and getting more video content out, right? And, and being kind of a thought leader in their space and so forth. So one of the things that you know, I was doing is I would be listening to kind of a, a blog or a podcast um, when I'd be working out and I'd leave the gym and I'd pop up my, my phone and I'd do a short or quick video and just say, hey, you know, here's quick three takeaways that I had from this podcast, right? Again, people like little bite-sized type of stuff, but it was a hassle. I'd have to like take it then download it then send it and post it. It was taking a ton of my time, so I stopped doing it. So I got the VA involved. So where I got it to where I shot the video on my phone, then I would use a tool called Vimeo. That's an, an app you can have on your phone that hosts videos. And it instantly allows you to get that video from your phone up to the cloud. Then my VA in the Philippines would get an email notification that that video was live that I shot. She would download it and use a free tool called Headliner, headliner.com, that um, automatically puts all the transcriptions on the body of video captions because most videos to, is listened to without sound. Then she would re-upload it and then use a tool called Buffer, buffer.com. That's a social media tool that she clicks one button and it pushes out to all of our social media channels, right? So that's what the mindset that people have to have is you have to create these little micro protocols with VAs and outsourcing. And it's kind of a blend of a VA and a tech tool that creates that. So now all I got to do is go shoot that quick video, do my part, which is my highest and best use of time, being the thought leader, energy, communicating the content. And all I do is upload it, then I know it triggers that whole set of events. And it's a VA plus headliner plus buffer produces in seven minutes a video from Atlanta to the Philippines and all over my social media in seven minutes. So I just shared that, that as easy. an example. It sounds super easy. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, people, <laughs> mostly cool. it's connecting the dots in these it's little amazing. areas. 
Uh, but personally, I mean, um, you know, I, I had a fiasco in my house. I think I shared with you guys, you know, um, a couple of years ago, and we had to rip out all the drywall in our house and had to rip up all the ceilings and crap. So normally that would be something that would consume hours of my or my wife's time researching, trying to find a vendor, you know, going back and forth. So I just shot a video of it. So I just went and shot a video of where they ripped out all the drywall that had to be patched. And then I just gave the video to my VA. And I said, hey, here's the criteria. I only want five-star contractors. So she took that video in my request and went up into um, onto, uh, Angie'sList.com next door, posted it, posted the video. Because I communicated everything in the video. All she needed to do was distribute it, get people that would bid on it, make sure that they met my criteria. And then she delivered the top three people. Like, hey, these people all saw it, and here's their bid. Um, you know, I, I'll share this example. I gave my watch fixed, you know, it's kind of, I share it cause it's so random. People wouldn't think, but like my watch was broken. You know, I tried replacing the battery. That wasn't it. So all I did was just take it off. So she could see the serial number and the brand took a picture of it. And I said, Hey, J cell, do you mind researching how to get this watch fixed? So from that picture, she zoomed into the brand, researched online, found their repair facility in Dallas, downloaded the paperwork, filled out all of the stuff. Cause she knows my address. She knows all that stuff, filled that out. Then logging into my UPS account using a tool called dashlane.com that allows you to share logins without ever sharing your username and password. That's another, that's a third tool I'd share along with Screencast-O-Matic, Calendly, and Dashlane. Because a lot of people freak out about letting people get in their usernames and passwords. With dashlane.com, you can let people get logins and share, let them log into things of yours without ever giving your username and password. It's kind of a tool that way it works on the back end. But anyway, my UPS account, my shipping account, gave her access through it. Then she was able to log in, create a shipping label, and I woke up the next morning and there it was, the return package or the, um, the, the warranty document filled out and the shipping label. And all I do is print it out and drop it in a box and ship my watch off. Something that would have consumed five, six hours. So I just, that's a perfect example that everybody can probably think of what I call the death by paper cuts in life. It's all those little micro annoying tasks. Like I'm still sitting right here. I've got to go get my emissions done for my car to get my damn tag. Unfortunately, I can't have a VA do that. But... <laughs> Uh, I put Dashlane. Make a v, get a VA to do it. You got to let us know. That would be I put, right. put Dashlane. I put Dashlane.com in the in the chat so everybody can see it. That is a tool that we use regularly. It is essential to using VAs because right now our VAs have access to a lot of stuff. But as you've taught us, you know we can use Dashlane. They don't see the password, but they can still log into the site using it because it's added to their browsers and add-in. And then with a click of a button, we can shut off their access to everything we've shared with them if you know if we ever needed to if they you know they left us or, or what have you so why don't we talk about how much they uh talk uh, how much what what's the cost of these we're talking uh you know u.s prices 70 you, know, you can't get somebody to do anything for you know less than 50 bucks an hour 75 100 depending on what you know specialties right like how do you price these vas uh, it depends. It depends on sort of what people are wanting to do. So people that are just kind of starting, if you just want to do some one-off like a data scrape project or you need a logo made or you just want some what I call tactical stuff, I mean, going Fiverr and Upwork, you can get that stuff done for 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks. Um, kind of crazy. If you look at our website on Outsource Access, I actually had a full 3D rendering done of a because I'm thinking about launching walk-in locations and got this whole 3D rendering. Looks like, I mean, it's like, uh, like CGI stuff in two days for 32 bucks. People look at that and think I spent $5,000. So it's amazing the tactical stuff you can get done, you know, anywhere from five to a hundred bucks, depending on what you're wanting. When it comes to a VA, somebody to plug in and start learning your business and working side by side and taking on more stuff. If you want to go on those job platforms, there's a job platform called onlinejobs.ph. Um, you can go to Fiverr or Upwork if that's what you're looking for. And you're hiring someone kind of independently, right? They're, they're not a part of a company. They're not a managed service. You find them and you work with them directly and you pay them via PayPal. 
and you get people for anywhere from three to five bucks an hour. Um, and so, I mean, for if you had them full time and, and those people will work kind of part time because they're maybe doing work for some other clients and so forth. If you want to fully manage VA for a company that's going to manage them, find them, vet them, train them, have all of those tactical resources like what we do. Um, so we charge $16.95 a month, basically $1,700 for a full-time VA. Um, we charge uh, $495 to do an initial assessment to get clarity about what people's needs are. And then we charge that monthly rate, um, you know, not a long-term contract for people that want a, a fully managed resource. And we have over 200 specialized resources supporting that VA that gets included as part of that, that rate. So that's kind of the full range. So people that want to manage service and they know they could use somebody probably full time, that's kind of when they step into what we do. Um, but they can use these other paths as kind of a starting point otherwise. Right. Amazing. Oh, exactly. that's a lot. <laughs> Paul says his head is spinning. So <laughs> that, is, that, that is a lot. That's a, that's a lot to, uh, to absorb. But uh, I can tell we're using, I mean, right now we're doing a, uh, you know, a, uh, a data scraping and list building project. I've got three young, they're college grads uh, in Bangladesh of all people. They're working independent of each other. Uh, and it's effectively about $3 an hour and they're doing amazing work. I mean, high quality, you know, work uh, for us and turning it around really quickly. Uh, our accountant is equivalent of a CPA. She's in the Philippines, uh, does all of, uh, all of our accounting work. So, uh, you know, but I, you know, we start with, uh, we've started with Fiverr, uh, onlinejobs.ph is a good one, but I, you know, if for anyone who's serious and wants to get a managed, uh, you know, a managed staff and someone who's been vetted and is supported, uh, outsource access is the place to go. There's no one else in the markets doing what you guys are doing. So I'll absolutely put in a plug for you guys. Uh, it's, you vet people, you do a lot of emotional testing, psychological testing, skills testing, and they're managed and supported. So for someone who wants to go to that level, you, you guys are the, are the way to go. Yeah, and we're going to have to move forward. Oh, Lord, we're, yeah. we're two minutes off. I had no yes. idea. I'm having way too much fun. I know. You love the whole VA talk, don't you, Mike? It's exciting. <laughs> um, what, so, well, Brad, we'll come back and get uh, closing thoughts. I'm going to ask you, you know, first steps, where should somebody go, a solopreneur? You know, what do you recommend as a low-hanging fruit for them? But before we come back to that thought, Josh, why don't you – Tell us about the small group coaching. I know we've got people who are interested and I'll put up, we'll talk about who's coming out next, but, uh, and then we'll do, yeah, there we go. Small group coaching. Okay. Yep. 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 Cool. So, uh, we've got, uh, we've got, we've been running our workshops. We've been doing a lot of planning over the past couple of workshops. And the one that's coming up next month is going to be on how to leverage LinkedIn, uh, for prospecting. So we're going to dig in for a two hour workshop and, uh, Bill McCormick, who is with us, uh, during the other call is going to be our, quote unquote guests to help us kind of dig in and build out our target list uh, so that we can then get a running start on uh, not only targeting our niche market, but then find and hand off the list to the VA to build out even more. You like that, Mike? I love that. Thank you. It's exciting. It's super exciting. I know. Um, and then uh, do you want to take the poll while we, I kind of talk? Yeah, I'll throw this up. Yeah. I mean, if you're interested in the small group coaching, uh, we'll get back to you with, you know, with, with more information on that, but I'll put the poll up and, you know, let us know. Cool. So while uh, people are filling this poll out, our next, our next uh, webinar is going to be in uh, two weeks on September 16th. And I'm super excited because uh, we've got, uh, lined up a NBA agent. His name is Doug Neustadt. And one of his players, Shelvin Mack, who's an NBA player. Brad, do you know Shelvin Mack? Are you a basketball fan? He used uh, to play for used to play for Atlanta. Oh, cool. You yeah. know who his coach was in college? 
Brad Stevens. <laughs> the other Brad Stevens. <laughs> He's got a little anyway. bit more visibility on Google than I do. <laughs> You're catching up, I noticed. Um, anyway, these guys, I mean, are they're in an incredibly competitive business trying to obviously start a career either servicing players in the NBA or to get into the NBA as a player. And we're going to talk to them next time about that. That should be a really exciting and fun uh, show. So anyway, that's going to be in two weeks. And uh, what else we got, Mike? That's exciting. I think that's it. Well, I think we're, you know, we're at the close. I, I'll leave it with, you know, turn over and Brad, for solopreneur, you know, which are most of the folks on the, the call day, closing thoughts. You, you've given a lot to think about. First steps and low-hanging fruit, where should they begin? Um, you know, it really starts, and, and I'll, I'll share, um, we've actually got a Google template, a free template they can use that just really, you just need to brain dump in two areas. One is truly take time to make a list of all the stuff you're doing, right? That isn't necessarily the best use of your time and estimate the number of hours per month that you're doing, right? Before you do any of it, just take the time to do that. Just audit yourself for a week and just log that. And then also make a list of all the stuff that you want to get to that, that, you, that you're not able to, either to time constraints, it costs too much money, or you're just not knowledgeable about how to do it, right? Do that brain dump. That's the first starting place because that is where you'll still get a list and then really start to look at where are those, have, where are those the highest impact activities. That if you were to get some of those things transitioned or do them, which of them could have the highest bang for bucks? You're prioritizing, not randomly just kind of doing what sounds fun, um, but just really targeting the highest value activities. Maybe it's data scraping a, a prospect list from the examples that we shared. Um, and then from there, I would then, you know, that's kind of the, a starting point. And then it depends, you know, if you're looking to get somebody part-time and you're, you know, five to 10 hours, you know, you can post and find people on these, on these job platforms. Um, and it may be a one-off project that you can just get a one-off project done. Um, but some of the stuff, if it starts adding up to be a layer of administrative and operational stuff you'd want ongoing, that's when you're looking at more kind of a VA staff to kind of plug in. Um, and if you want to manage service, that's a full turnkey deal. Um, that's kind of, you know, the layer we do. We obviously cost more, but there's a you know, value in kind of what we're doing. So it's kind of a full range of wherever you want from an entry point. Cool. All right. Thank you, Brad. Well, listen, uh, this has been uh, really amazing uh, what you've given us. I know this was uh, a whirlwind of information for folks. I, I think hopefully at least we got people thinking uh, in a different direction with some ideas that they have. And if they could take one thing away from uh, from today's session that will help them, then hopefully it was, uh, it was worthwhile. I put the poll up, guys. If you, know, uh, if you could uh, share with us your feedback on this in terms of the, the today's webinar, and we'll leave it with uh, Josh. Why don't you take us home? Yeah. Well, first off, Brad, thanks a million for taking the time to join us today. Uh, every time I've seen you speak, I mean, you're just a wealth of knowledge and the tools that you share are, are freaking awesome. Mike, you did a hell of a job again today. I really appreciate uh, you, you uh, driving this. And of course, thank you everybody for taking the time. I will say this, okay? Like I'm a huge proponent of outsourcing. My entire business career has been predicated on outsourcing after going through the pain of trying to do everything myself. So in my experience, step one is valuing your time and making a commitment to the possibility of outsourcing, letting people do the stuff that you don't like to do, make that list as Brad described and really value your time. Because if you can start by doing that, you can really hone in on your unique ability and your ability to focus on your business, to scale your sales, get rid of all the noise to focus on your sales. So anyway, it's worked for me and I hope that you all pulled some nuggets today that will work for you. Fantastic. Thanks, guys. All Thank right. You. Take care, All right. everybody. See you guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.